Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. You can uh, listen to our programming there, or if you like podcasts, you can uh, download them and listen to them at your leisure. One of the things that's always so striking about the world we live in today, and Mr. Armstrong, Herbert W. Armstrong, talked about this a lot, was just the fact that we have such advancements in certain areas, technology and such, but then we see a lot of problems, this rise in problems, things that they keep talking about, you keep hearing about on the news, you know, problems that should be solved, and people have their ideas about how to solve them, I guess, but they don't get solved. Just these very serious, deep-rooted problems that man can't solve. And so while mankind has made some amazing inventions, we can't solve these big issues. So it's a major paradox. For example, I recently took a uh, longer road trip, and I rented a car, and the makers of this car put cruise control in it, which is a wonderful feature on a longer road trip. And it's even improved now from what it was like several years ago, where the cruise control can sense how fast the car in front of you is going. So if you're wanting to go, let's say, 70 miles an hour, you set the cruise for that. And if somebody slows down in front of you, it slows itself down, and the car then will accelerate when there's more room in front and keep you roughly within your range of cruise control. So that's a pretty neat feature. That's something I really hadn't looked at or used before, and I'm sure it's been around for a little bit. But to me, it was pretty new. And so I thought, wow, that's a, that's a great invention. But the other side of the coin the, the paradox here is that while I'm driving through one of the states here in America that, and using that cruise control, shortly after I leave the state, there's a mass shooting. There's a mass shooting that I read about in the news. And I thought, well, I was just there. I just drove past that area roughly, not exactly, but within the vicinity. And I drove through using this awesome technology that man's invented. And yet, here's this mass shooting. And people keep talking about, well, we've got to solve these shootings. Well, how do you do it? You know, man can invent these amazing technological advancements, something like cruise control that can detect other vehicles. So it makes the drive efficient and comfortable. But man can't stop mass shootings that happen in the same state I was driving through. So, again, the paradox If we can figure out one issue, say the technology, why can't we figure out the other? And the answer to the shooting question is not to get rid of all the guns. I mean, people use cars to commit mass murder as well. There's an issue with the way people think. That's a deep-rooted and deep-seated issue. There is a missing dimension in human knowledge. The knowledge we need The foundational, fundamental knowledge is in the Holy Bible. It's in the Bible. Mr. Armstrong wrote a booklet titled What Science Can't Discover About the Human Mind. It's free, and it's at the 
com, And part of the uh, booklet has this quote in it. Mr. Armstrong wrote, But the greatest human minds have never comprehended that divinely revealed knowledge. He's speaking of what we find in the Bible. They just don't understand it. They don't look to it as they should. He writes, It is as if God, our Maker, had sent his message to us in an unbreakable secret code. And the greatest human minds have never cracked that secret code. Modern science cannot understand it. Psychologists do not themselves understand of what the human mind is composed. Something of supreme importance is missing from the greatest of human minds. And that something is revealed within this instruction manual. It is not taught in any college or university. It is hidden from the worldly wise and prudent. The greatest mind which ever lived said of it, and this is Christ in Matthew 11 and verse 25, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. So, again, there's knowledge that we need to understand that's in the Bible, and yet a lot of it people just can't grasp because they're missing a very important ingredient when it comes to the way their minds operate. God reveals spiritual knowledge in the Bible, but most people don't get it. So to understand what mankind is missing in their thinking, we have to understand a few basic points. And the first one is that humans are made out of physical matter. We're, we're made out of physical material. We can see this if we look at Genesis 2. If you'd like to uh, turn over there, if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out. And we could look at some of these passages together and see what God's Word says. And now this is, of course, a very basic point, but it leads to something that's bigger than it may seem. Genesis 2 and verse 7, it says, And the eternal God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So God made us out of dust, dirt, physical, ground, matter. And we, we breathe, and that's the way we stay alive. Mr. Armstrong wrote in What Science Can't Discover about the human mind, he said, Notice carefully that man, made holy of matter, became a living soul as soon as the breath gave him his temporary physical life. The scripture does not say immortal soul. Man does not have an immortal soul. He is a soul. As soon as physical life enters him, the Hebrew word for soul is nephesh, that's N-E-P-H-E-S-H. In Genesis 1, verses 20 through 24, animals are called nephesh three times. Only the translators translated the Hebrew word there, creature. Animals have the same temporary physiochemical existence as man. Both die the same death. You can notice that in Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about that. So we have mankind here being made out of physical matter. Animals are also made out of physical matter. Cars, like the one I described at the beginning, is made out of matter. And so mankind understands how to make cars and improve them. We understand that because that's physical knowledge. Now animals, even though they're made out of matter too, they don't think about things. They have instinct because their minds aren't capable of thinking like humans do. Animals don't make cars. 
or the, and they don't drive them, or if they do, not very far. Man understands physical knowledge, but animals don't. Animals have instinct. Why is that? Again, we're talking about all of this in relation to what's missing in man's thinking. Job 32 in verse 8. It says, But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty gives them understanding. So here we see the difference between man and animal. Man is made out of matter. Animals are also made out of matter. We're both souls, living creatures in that sense. But as it says here in Job 32 and verse 8, again, this is revealed knowledge that only comes from the Bible. There is a spirit in man. See, there's a spirit in man. There's, there's a, a way that our minds works and uh, gives us this power to think. We can think. The spirit in man is why our brains can understand material knowledge and work with it and manipulate it and invent things. But animals can't. Animals have instinct. They do what they're, they're created to do. You know, birds fly, build nests. You've seen all of that. Other animals do other things. They don't think about it. They just do it. It's instinct. There's plenty of experiments that man has conducted to show that. But man is something different here in terms of what's in our minds. We have a spirit in man that gives us mind power. So we can understand how to develop cars. We can understand material knowledge. But the reason we can't solve the bigger issues, like how to get along and stop killing each other, it's that man needs another spirit from God to understand spiritual knowledge. Mankind is incomplete. Our minds are incomplete. Yes, we have this ability that is so far above the animals to think to make decisions, to learn. We read, we write, we can play music. We learn all kinds of things. But it's within the physical realm. If we want to understand how to solve issues, to solve spiritual problems, we need God's Spirit. You know, learning how to, say, build a car that works effectively. That's material knowledge. But learning how to get along with fellow man and have peace? Ultimately, that's spiritual knowledge. There's a spiritual answer to that. We need God's Spirit. What science can't discover, again, Mr. Armstrong wrote, yet this human mind is limited to knowledge of the physical. He's talking about just the natural mind of man without God's Spirit. He says it cannot know, comprehend, the spiritual things of God. Why? Because even the human mind only can know naturally what knowledge comes to it through the senses of seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling. A brute animal also may see, hear, smell, taste, or feel what a man does and still be unable to utilize what enters his brain in thought or knowledge. So again, we see this difference between animal and man, and we know that to be true. Um, you can just observe them, and you can see that they don't uh, think like humans do. But as far above animals as man is, in terms of our mind power, God is so much further above man. He, he has this depth of knowledge and understanding, and it's spiritual knowledge. And for us to understand it, 
We need the Spirit of God. We can't understand these things just by observation. You know, people can observe violence, and it's on the news all the time. Oh, you know, this person killed these people. We see it. We see the problem. And people talk about ways to try to solve it, but yet it never gets solved. Not really. Not really. And they say, well, if we just did this one physical thing or that one physical thing, it would solve this bigger problem. But physical things and understanding and, you know, inventions aren't going to solve spiritual problems. It takes spiritual knowledge. And we need God's Spirit to understand his knowledge and to have the the true understanding of it that we need. God has to grant that. Notice this in 1 Corinthians 2. This is a very pivotal passage that explains this about the way God has created the mind of man and what we need, what we need added to our natural mind. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 11 through 14. It says, For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Remember, we read in Job that there is a spirit in man. So what's being said here is, well, how can people know anything? except because the spirit of man is in their mind and it gives them this thinking power. It gives us this ability to think and to observe and to communicate and so forth. So it says, again, let me just start from the top to get the, the flow. It says, For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God, and this is spiritual knowledge here, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. See, without the Spirit of God, we cannot know the things of God. It continues, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You see, people could read the Bible, and some do, or at least have some familiarity with some of the basics of it. But as it says here in 1 Corinthians 2, the natural man or the man without God's Spirit receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because, well, they're foolishness unto him, and he can't know them. They could read over the Ten Commandments, but, nah, they, they well, that's, you know, that's not going to solve anything. That's what a lot of people think. Or they think, well, yeah, but there's no way to keep them. You know, there, there's just different ways that humans can reason it. But it gets back to the fact that without the Spirit of God, the truth of God is just, it's just sort of foolishness. It's in one ear and out the other. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really uh, get into one's thinking the way it should, and they don't understand it because they don't have spiritual discernment. See, we need God's Spirit to understand his spiritual knowledge, and then we have to apply it and live by it. You know, Christ gave all kinds of instruction. You just think about the example of the violence we see, and it's increasing every day. Well, did Christ teach anything about that? Of course he did. 
and he gave more insight into it. You know, he talked about the fact that, yeah, you shouldn't kill somebody, but if you hate them, if you hate them, you've done the same thing because it's the spirit of murder and it expands out and then people act on it, right? There's a spiritual depth to that sort of thinking. That's, that's from God's mind. That was Jesus Christ teaching those things. And yet, you know, people might read it, but then they just move on. And they're more concerned about the way the car works or the way there's something going on in their life and the physical you know, home they live in or the job they have or the money that they gain or the whatever. That's what, that's what humans focus on instead of being able to really discern spiritual knowledge. We need the Spirit of God if we're going to understand these deeper things and be able to solve these massive problems. That's why you just hear constant talking and talking and talking on the news cycles from the pundits, from the politicians about, well, this is how to solve this, this is how to solve that. And yet at the end of the day, what happens? Nothing gets solved. And it's actually just more problems and more difficulties. We have to understand that God has a purpose and his purpose is to bring all of mankind into his family. You know, in time, every man in his own order, not everybody's called today. John six forty four shows that the Father has to call, and he has a time order to it. Not everybody's being called today, but some are. Some are, and if they're being called, then they need to respond to that so that God can work with them. God has to do the calling. But God wants to bring all people into his family, and he will, all those that are willing in due course, there's a process to this and to understand what God is doing, how he is working with humans and how he is doing his work today and how his spirit empowers people and gives them understanding of his truth and will lead them if they'll follow it to understand that and and how God is doing that. We have this wonderful book, What Science Can't Discover About the Human Mind. That's free at thetrumpet.com, and it gets into a lot more detail about this. Scientists look at the brain physically, and they say, well, I, don't, you know, I can't see what, <laughs> what's the difference between the human brain and the animal brain, besides maybe a few physical things here and there. But they don't see the spirit. They can't see it. They can't measure it. They see the results of it. They see that people can think, talking about the human spirit. But then also there's the spirit of God as well, but because they can't see it, they can't you know, <laughs> discern it in that sense, can't physically, I suppose, measure it. It's foolishness unto them because they're just physical-minded. Because they're just physically-minded. So that book is so important, a booklet, What Science Can't Discover About the Human Mind. It's free. It's at thetrumpet.com. It's uh, vitally important, especially as you see problems in this world and think, well, what are those solutions? Well, we need God's Spirit to really see those solutions, and God reveals the solutions. And so also, please sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's a free course at thetrumpet.com, and it goes through a lot about God's Spirit and talks about, again, the plan that God has for mankind and how he's working that out step by step. Thankfully, there are solutions to the problems we see. We see a lot of problems that have a spiritual uh, root, and but there is a spiritual answer to those problems. And the way to solve them in your life today and ultimately, the way God will solve them in this world is to get to the, the root cause and to understand how to apply the law of God. And it takes God's Spirit to really understand that deeply and to go in that direction. 
So again, What Science Can't Discover About the Human Mind and the Herbert W. Armstrong College of Bible Correspondence Course. It's all free and at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.